Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help you make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? Welcome to Guided Spirit Conversations. I'm your host, Marla Goldberg, and I hope you had a wonderful and safe 4th of July weekend. Um, There's a lot going on. It's nice to be out and about in groups and being able to watch fireworks and all that fun stuff. And I wanted to share with you today's guest, Brandon Beecham. Brandon is a podcaster, entrepreneur, author, philosopher, and truth seeker. Since discussing and continually exploring what he refers to as the ultimate nature of reality is something he is passionate about, and he launched the Positive Head podcast in 2015 because he felt that this would be the best avenue to pursue his calling and to help bring this increasingly popular topic of conversation to a broader audience. The Positive Head podcast has continued to grow over the years and is now consistently being recognized in the top five podcasts under spirituality category on Apple Podcast and currently has over 15 million downloads. That's amazing. Congratulations. The show aims to help listeners consistently maintain an elevated vibration. In 2019, Brandon began stewarding a communal property in Venice, California called Mystic Manor, where he hosted regular weekly retreats and also began filming Positive Head's epic evolution on the late night style consciousness elevating variety show Optimistic. I love that, which is, which consists of soul share interviews, visionary artists, live live painting, musical performances, and fan co-creation in front of a live audience. In addition to continue to help others to shift their perspectives to understand the ultimate nature of reality and create more of what they want to see in the world, Brandon released his first book in January of 2021, so new, The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. In it, Brandon shares eight keys of abundance, which he has unlocked over the 25 years of experience and deep exploration. And he is gifting these keys to the world via the book to help others unlock their own divine potential and stick around to the end because Brandon does have a special surprise for you. Welcome, Brandon. Hello, Marla. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I have to say, love the book. And I know we're going to get into it, but let's talk about the hero's tale. What is the hero's tale? What's your hero's tale? Mm, Great, great way to jump right in there. I love (laughs) that. Uh, And I love that question. So as you mentioned, I've been on this journey of, you know, uh, self-exploration and and exploring the ultimate nature of reality for 25 years now. And, um, you know, it's quite the thing to, to... understand these philosophies that we all sort of know, talk about, subscribe to. I think probably a lot of people listening to the show would agree, you know, this idea that all is literally one. It's all an extension of the one source consciousness that creates and animates all things. And that's great to understand philosophically. And it's a whole other thing to, um, you know, uh, apply it to your life in a way that is meaningful and impactful, uh, especially when 
challenges uh, arise, right? Uh, as Mike Tyson put it, <laughs> he said it very well. Everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. And <laughs> <laughs> so life can punch us in the face sometimes. And I've definitely had my share of, of punches. And so, yeah, going back 25 years of sort of exploring these concepts with excitement and vigor and, oh my gosh, how does everyone not see that we're all one and, you know, eternal beings and, and talk to anyone who would listen about it. And then, and then the, you know, enter the challenges. And uh, that's really what shapes us, I believe. And it's, it's, um, you know, I I love the, the, the saying smooth seas never made for a skilled sailor. And I believe we all came to be skilled sailors. So we need these challenges. These challenges are blessings. Yes. Um, You know, they did a, um, they did a study uh, a while back where they were trained to grow trees in the perfect environment. And what they did is, you know, perfectly contained the right light, soil, water, and they'd get to a certain point and then they'd fall over. And they were confused, like, this is perfect. Why would they not grow? And they realized what they were missing was wind. And wind creates, you know, stress, and bark to protect itself and, and causes the strong roots. So that's really, you know, what's happening in our own lives with these challenges. So when you ask about my heroes, my own personal hero, hero, hero's journey tale, that's what comes to mind. And so um, let me see, the, probably the best way to kind of, cons- I'll, I'll tell it as concisely as I can. So um, 2000, 2011, I launched a, um, well, 2010, I, I launched a company that, um, you know, ran out of money, monergy, uh, resources to get it. It was, it was a, it was growing, it was doing well. And I, I hit a bunch of frustration with people who had invested and, you know, just, you know, lack of funds. Um, and I, I was, I was so frustrated that I then had to, for the first time as a serial entrepreneur, my whole life, I had to, uh, go back to working for someone else for the first time in a very long time. However, I held this vision of I am worthy of calling in more financial abundance. I want to get back to this project. I want to um, be able to. I am. I am one. You know, with the all the abundance in the in the universe. It's all an extension of me. I believed that wholeheartedly, and yet I had hit a low point from all apparent. You know, um, if if you were to just look at where I was at at that moment, I'm. I'm. You know, in my thirties. I uh, ended up staying on a friend's couch at that time. And, uh, but, but yet I knew this is happening for me, not to me. It's part of my own growth edge of, of learning how to call in the abundance that is my birthright. And so I just kept holding that vision regardless of the external circumstances. And ultimately, um, it led me to that job that I took, led me to understanding where there was a huge gap in the, the travel industry, I was working for a travel related business and I saw like, wow, there's a huge opportunity here. That could be the path where I unlock this more, this financial abundance that I need to create more of the things I want to see in the world. And so, um, that's, that's, that's basically what happened. I, I started a, a travel company in 2011 based off of what I learned working for someone else. And, and it took off like a rocket ship. It went for me to, you know, hundred plus employees uh, within a few years, so four years, um, and doing north of ten million a year in revenue, which you know one in ten thousand entrepreneurs ever achieves that level of you know um, 
success, financial, financial success, if you will. And so I accredited it all to my understanding of the ultimate nature of reality. And this, you know, as I say in my new book, The Golden Key, um, abundance is our birthright, the quintessence of our being, the essence of the essence. And so I, I, I felt that I believed it in every cell of my being, despite these external circumstances. And now here it is being reflected back to me in a way that is validating and meaningful. And, you know, we get to the point where we decide we want to exit because, you know, the, the travel business was not my passion in, per se. It was a means to an end to create the financial resources so <clears throat> to do other things. Um, so ab- about that time, uh, we bring in a, a, a partner who's going to help us to take the, the, the company to an exit where we can sell it and, you know, take, take our money and, and go do other things, right? right? And yeah. so, so, so we were, yeah, we, we'd, we'd been listed as an Inc. fastest growing private company in the U.S. We had an interested buyer. We went through, you know, six months of due diligence. And then we got to, um, we got to an offer from them to be bought out for about $30 million. Um, within 12 hours of that offer, we were notified from, uh, at the time at booking.com was we were doing rentals through booking.com as part of our, our model, right? And we were doing a lot of, a million dollars a month or so in rentals at that time. Wow. And they came to us and said, hey, we've, we've partnered with, you know, uh, another big player in the travel industry that didn't like what we were doing because we were sort of a competitor to them. And they, uh, they said, you know, look, this, this much bigger partner than you has, has insisted that, that we no longer work with you as part of our new agreement. And um, so within 12 hours of this exit, this big offer, right, we lost 90% of our revenue. And as a result, that offer evaporated. And to add insult to injury, then my, at the time, best friend and, and one of business, one of the primary business partners, I started it, brought my brother in quickly. Then I brought my, my best friend in about a year later. And then towards the end, brought in this fourth primary partner to help us exit, right? Well, the, the best friend partner and the, 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 the new guy, uh, we found out were sort of plotting to push me and my brother out as part of this, um, you know, obviously we had been hit by an asteroid with what, what just happened. And then, you know, my brother happened to log into his email from a webmail instead of you know, his outlook, which he normally used. And, and they had linked emails years in the past and saw these emails of, where they were strategizing how to push us out and recapitalize and sort of take over what was left, right? Which was very painful and hurtful because we were the founders of the feast, so to speak. We had given them their equity, you know, right. we, we just to bring them in, you know, and here they are, you know, trying to sort of push us out. And, you know, what was funny um, with this, Marla, is um, months earlier, me and the, the best friend partner, it, it had been strange for that last year or so. When the fourth guy came in, they kind of became buddy-buddy and they didn't like all my spiritual talk and all the things I'm excited about. I had started my podcast at that same time as an outlet to okay. share my, my perspectives on the ultimate nature of reality. So they kind of turned on me in a sense, and that was already painful. But I remember one of the last times I spent quality time with the, the friend, he, he, he proposed to me, he said, what would you do if the, the, the new fourth partner, uh, if your new podcast just blew up, became a big deal, really popular. And he, he decided to claim that 
he should be entitled to a percentage of it or our company should because you started it while you were still on payroll here. This is the way these guys think, you know, very business centric, very sort of sharky energy <laughs> at the time. And um, you know what I said to him, Marla, is I said, well, I'm so infinitely abundant. If that were to happen, I would give it to him because um, you can't take what I have. It's, it's infinitely abundant, you know, creativity that comes from my source, you know. And little did I know what a foreshadowing that was because months later, I uncover they're trying to take, not my podcast, but, you know, the, the, my shares of the, our business. Yeah. And so, I decided it was my opportunity. One, you know, one of my, my favorite uh, guests I've had on Positive Head podcast is uh, Dr. Eben Alexander. I'm not sure if you're familiar. He, I am he familiar a, with him. Yes. Harvard neurosurgeon who got a lot of attention because his book was a bestseller because here's this Harvard guy who wasn't into any woo-woo stuff. And what do you know? He gets meningitis. His brain is fried. He's in a coma. They say, pull the plug. He's done. He isn't coming back. He miraculously comes back and shares his week-long adventure on the other side while he was in a coma. And uh, part of what he, I remember him telling me on when I interviewed him was, uh, you know, I was shown that the villains in our story are often our best friends on the on the other side, and they're playing a role for us to have a certain experience. So that came to mind with this friend, you know, as here he is, you know, sort of betraying me. Uh, and um, I, I so I got to walk the talk. I, I got to say, hey, we've uncovered that you're, you know, you're e by seeing your email, we have uncovered that you guys are trying to push us out. You don't have to push us out. We, you can have what's left. We're just going to hand it over and walk. We just want a clean break. Their energy was so toxic at the time too. So much ego and, you know, manipulation and all these things that me and my brother just, it's not us. And uh, we, we, we went and started something new out of the ashes of that. And I got to hand it over. December 24th, 2015, I wrote that email. We've uncovered your plot. You don't have to take it. You can have it, you know. And, wow. it, 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 and so now fast forward to uh, six months ago. Uh, well, not even six months ago. Yeah, probably the first of this year. Um, yeah, I guess, wow, we're already in July. Yeah, six months ago. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and all of a sudden, I, I hit print on my new book, The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. And um, all of a sudden, my phone rings and it's the old friend partner's name pops up. It's been over, it's been like six years. Wow. You know, or five, five plus years. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, so weird to see this name on my phone. Um, and my, my partner, Karen's like, answer it, answer it, answer it. I almost didn't answer it. She pushed me into answering it. And he said, look, I know you probably don't want to hear from me. I've been on an intense spiritual journey myself these last few years. Um, you keep coming up for me in my meditations. Um, you know, something, he had an intuitive friend who kept telling him something about writing a book with me. And he's like, you know, I don't write Brandon, you know, I'm not a writer, good writer, he, uh, but something about us writing a book. And, and what was so funny, Marla, is I just hit print on my book that earlier right. that day, hours earlier. And I write about him in the book, this, this hero's journey tale. And I, I didn't name him by name, like I'm not doing here, but I, I refer to him as the villain in my story and that it's actually happening for me, not to me and these ideas. I read it. Yeah. So the villain <laughs> calls me hours after I hit print. And so fast forward now, here we are six months later, we ended up meeting, uh, 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 you know, a few weeks later, a lot of tears, apologies from him, 
Um, he's on, he's a completely, now he is what he used to ridicule me for. He's now like, I mean, I go to his house and he's got hundreds of books that he's gifts to everyone and meditates every day. And just like, you know, and he's had an incredible amount. He, he, he lost everything after we parted ways. And then out of the ashes of that, now he is just thriving in, you know, he's so cut out for it. He's such a shrewd business person anyway, but now he's got the heart to go with it. And so he turned around and said, Hey, here, you know, my book's all about creating more abundance and, you know, healing in the world. And he turned around and handed me $50,000 in cash and said, here, I just want you to have this to help get your message out there. And now we're back in each other's life and it's better than ever. And, you know, considering how we can collaborate to, to bring more of this message to the world. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been just an incredible heal, uh, hero's journey tale. And, you know, I, kept, I started telling it on podcasts because it unfolded as I'm doing these interviews, you know, around my book. And, um, and it was funny. I kept saying, well, it's such a redemption story. It's such a redemption story. And, you know, it truly and is. All, all of a sudden, a new book on Amazon just popped up called The Golden Key. Same name as mine. Um, which there's a ton of synchronicity around the book, the cover, the art, which I write about in the book. But now a new book, if you search Golden Key on Amazon, it's a fiction book and it's called The Golden Key, A Redemption Story. <laughs> and oh it popped God. up right after mine. And I'm like, okay, I got to read this. So that is my hero's journey tale. Wow, that's an amazing story. And how beautiful that you gave and they had to learn their lesson because they were doing something nefarious. So I, I'll use the word karma. You know, the karma that they put out, they got back because they were being underhanded. And you were so gracious at saying, don't steal it. Here, take it. Yep. It was hard. It was hard. It's very hard. I know that I had a business and I had to have surgery. And the person who claimed to want to help me actually stole my business from me. It wasn't that it was any big grand business. But the fact is, is I'm down and out and I can't do a thing about it. And it's sort of like hitting somebody when they're, when they're down. Yep. But my, my belief is I don't have to do a thing. Just God bless, go with God. You want it that yep. bad? Because yep. things will go in my you way. Can't take, you can't take what, what we are, you know, and that's the thing to realize. It's the thing it really points to. It's like, look, the, the, the success of it isn't because of the model or this or that. It's, it's, it's the energy of the people, you know, bringing it forth. And exactly. that is something you can never take. It's so true. We, do, we only have like a, a minute and a half, but can you talk about the ultimate nature of reality in that minute and a half? Sure, sure, yeah. Okay. So the ultimate nature of reality for me, as I touched on earlier, is, you know, it, there, there's relative truths. You and I are separate. That's true. You and I are one. That's true. Yes. Uh, you know, what vantage point from which are we speaking? The ultimate vantage point all is literally one. You know, when the, when the, when the game is over, all the, the puzzle pieces go back in the box, it's the same box. And so, you know, that is really the most baseline way I can say it. We are one with the source consciousness that creates and animates all things. There's only one of us in the room. Everywhere I go, I'm there waiting for myself. And um, the consciousness that animates my form is the consciousness that animates your form. Once you start acting as if that is the case as your baseline and, and, Everywhere you go, you're there waiting for yourself. And what is this reflecting to me, about me, to help for my good and growth? That's when it becomes a a real game changer. I really like that. I I use the phrase, we are many, we are one, because Mm -hmm. we are. I mean, we have our own individuality, but yet we are all consciously connected. 
Exactly. That's exactly right. So, Brandon, hang on for one second. We're going to go on a break. We'll be right back. Stick around as I continue talking with Brandon Beecham and talk about the book, The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. Great book. Check it out. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a f***ing long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My F***ing Long Journey to Loving Myself, A Guide to a Shorter Path to Learn to Live a More Self-Loving Life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. everyone. Thank you for sticking around. If you've just tuned in, I'm talking to Brian Beecham. Brian is a podcaster, entrepreneur, author, philosopher, and truth seeker. He is the author of this brand new book, The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. I read this book and it is phenomenal. It has a lot of concepts, but the way Brandon puts it together has a beautiful flow and it's just so easy to comprehend and digest and say, I get it. It it definitely is a light switch to possibly shifting the way you look at what you're trying to achieve in life. Welcome back, Brandon. Thank you for having me, Marla. So much fun. Again, such a great book. Let's talk about the book a little bit. I'm I'm jumping, but you have so many amazing uh, we first of all, I love the quotes that you put in here. You found some amazing quotes, concepts. Let's talk about what the eight keys are. Mm, sure. Would you like me to just kind of rattle them off? You could rattle them off. You can rattle them off with a one or two two sentence uh, description of the pair, of the chapter. Whatever you want to do. I'll just read them off, and then we can talk about go from there wherever you'd like. Perfect. <clears throat> So, excuse me, need a little water. All right, I can talk again. Uh, So, (laughs) the first key is see the oneness. The second key, know the illusion. The third key, focus your flow. 
The fourth key, align your intentions. The fifth key, BBB. The sixth key, trust the mystery. The seventh key, love what comes. And the eighth key, the golden key that ties them all together, master the universe, the Y-O-U universe. (laughs) Which I love. And I love how you, like you had money G, or monergy in and you, you inner stand opposed mm. to understand. Mm-hmm. I love the way you play with words. Yeah, I've always um, been sort of a nerd for for plays <laughs> on words, and um, hey, that that even rhymes. Uh, <laughs> nerd for plays on words, and um, it can be a bit absurd, but I definitely enjoy it. <laughs> but it's fun, and and it definitely changes the perspective. Our per, you know way somebody looks at these words and and the understanding of it, like understand rather than understand. Yeah, we can mm-hmm. understand, but sometimes you really have to get introspective to really mm-hmm. get the full, as you say, understanding. Yeah, yeah, I, t- I I like to reference that a, a lot of times. Understanding. When I'm, I'm making a point and it ties back to, and as you listen to this point, r- remember the deepest of deep truths, which is oneness, right? Yeah. So, understanding, knowing that, you know, it's all playing in this pond, you know, and everything else that's all the lily pads floating on top are, are rooted in this uh, knowing that I am, you know, one with the only source consciousness that exists, and we were talking about that right before the break when we were, you know, we are many, we are one, you know, though we're separate, everybody is connected like a big web. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, when you sit there and the people who come at you in a negative way, who project things at you, um, and we were talking about this too offline about how, you know, spirits, and I just read this book by, um, it's called, Robert Schultz, Schwartz, uh, your, your, oh, what is it? Basically, it talks about your pre-birth decisions, your pre-birth mm. plan, and how we all mm. have them, and how when we're on the other side, everybody's in love, everybody's, you know, supportive of each other, and people take on these roles to be our teacher and to be our student. Yeah, in, in yeah. all aspects of life. So when you talk about the being one, we are truly. And then the next is your know the illusion. That's mm. key too. Yeah, it, it really is. It, you know, understanding that it's all uh, first one and then, you know, uh, that you truly are, this is a dream that God once ha- had, you know. And, and I share a lot of perspectives from um, science in the early part of the book, just to help really anchor it in. Cause you know, a lot of people, I think, look at it through that lens and, and I believe science and spirituality is doing a dance currently that is just so inspiring. And, you know, so I touch on, you know, this, this idea of, of, you know, what's real. Well, you know, we're 99.9999% space with you. If you want to get down to it and look at the, the atoms that make, make each of us up. They're, they're not solid at all. The parts we call solid are actually vibrations of energy popping in and out of existence that are vibrating so quickly and popping in and out of exist, existence so quickly, they appear solid like a, a, you know, movie, you know, 
will mm-hmm. on yeah, the movie theater that it's it's on the tape and it's going fast enough where it's you know flickering enough where it's like oh that appears solid when in actuality it's a light show and that's you know actually what's happening here you know this this um i also share in that key a little bit about um uh simulation uh argument as um you know um as uh, nick bostrom put forward uh oxford uh, director of um of uh, Future of Humanity Institute at Oxford University, Nick Bostrom, in early 2000s, he put this idea forward that, you know, are we living in a simulation? And he talks about the, the three possibilities of what he calls a trilemma. You know, what, what would happen with a civilization, you know, a developing civilization? He, he argues that, you know, one of three things, a species becomes extinct before they become post-human, meaning they solve all the world's major problems that would threaten their survival. Two, the species becomes post-human, but then opts to only utilize low technology. And third, a species becomes post-human and continues to develop higher technology. Now, if, if they do the third and, and continue to develop higher technology, he argues that, well, they would, uh, conti- they would go down the path of creating ancestor simulations. And these simu- sims or simulated ancestors you know, you, you couldn't really t- tell a difference from the original base reality. There's, you know, um, we're getting close to being able to do something like that now, you know, probably not in our, so too, too near in our future. So now, you know, you know, okay, so what's the most likely uh, statistically that you're in currently? Well, if he, he also ran an algorithm to try to determine which scenario is most likely of the three, and he determined that most likely as they'd con- they, post-human and continue to develop high technology, which then leads you to, okay, all it takes is one, one, you know, kid with an Xbox 1000 <laughs> uh, on his shelf in this, you know, this uh, future version of ourselves where he could create lots of us in these, you know, in these simulations. So, um, so that's why you have people like Elon Musk putting it like, look, statistically speaking, one in billions that were in a base level reality as opposed to some sort of a simulation. Now, I think for some people that can sit a little uncomfortably like, oh, hold on, you know, this is a computer simulation. And it's like, well, a lot of evidence points to it. You know, you zoom in on us, we pixelate the same way you would on a, you know, it's all made of light. Someone has programmed certain parameters, you know, and um, but but what's the point of a simulation? Right, like if 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 you and I wanted to be a, a a jet pilot, they would put us in a simulation before they put us into right. the skies, right? And the point is, is to get our chops down in a safer environment before we're in a bigger arena. That's where the stakes are higher, right? So when you think of it in those terms, it's like okay, maybe I'm in a simulation, but I'm also the one that created the simulation. You know, for if I'm one with all things, in order to you know um, test my my chops get better at creating my reality. Um, you know, if we're one with God, source, the universe, higher self, consciousness, whatever you want to call it, what does it do? It creates, it's a creator. Well, what if you're creating with a tool, with tools that are way too powerful for where you're at in your development, you could really do some damage. Right. So, okay, let's create a simulation where, you know, the stakes aren't as high. And if we do end up offing ourselves, you know, we crash the jet, we wake, you know, we luckily it didn't affect the base level reality. And so <laughs> in, in a way that would be, you know, more detrimental. So that's uh, kind of the things that I cover in, uh, in this exploration of the illusory nature of our, 
um, you know, our experience here. And I love when you say, so what's the point in the chapter? It says um, that basically you were saying that people aren't as abundant as they, the reason people, most people aren't as abundant as they would have liked to be is that they are playing the game of life and they don't know the rules. And boy, those rules are important, but they're yeah. not hard, fast rules. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really, it, you know, life is challenging knowing what I know at time. I mean, yeah, I, I can't imagine being someone who isn't aware of that, you know, there's so many people out there who are, who are playing the game of life, not knowing that they're one with everything, everywhere they go, yes. they're, waiting, they're waiting for themselves, that it's happening for them, not to them. They're completely asleep still, in a sense. And you talk about the game being hard from that perspective. And it's, it's just a different level of experience. And it's, you know, it's one that is as valid and necessary too for source. I believe it needs, it wants to experience all the vantage points. Mm -hmm. And you see people at different points in their evolution as a soul. So you see a younger soul who's maybe, you know, out there right now still experiencing separation in a dramatic way. It's experiencing, you know, someone that someone is out there right now killing someone or stealing or doing some atrocious things. That's a, a part of source that's still experiencing the extreme end of separation because it, it needs to, you know, what, what I believe it is when, when all the puzzle pieces go back in the box, God is love. It is love. It it's is all love. happening for love. But without contrast, that can't really mean anything, right? You, you can't know that what you are if you, don't know, if you don't know that what you are not. So that's what I believe is happening. We're all God-godding, you know, and, and at various levels of that experience, and it's all valid and necessary. You know, you've never seen a, a great work of art without shadow in it. And so I think, you know, once you can apply that perspective to your uh, awareness, it helps to take the sting out of some of the, you know, uh, otherwise, you know, very harsh things that go on. Um, but, but they're taken out of context, you know. And when you put them in the big context, it all, I believe, is a perfectly woven web that's all happening for love. So true. It is so true. So let's go to key three. Focus your flow. Focus your flow. Yeah. So, you know, um, James Redfield said it well, where attention goes, energy flows. And, um, you know, I I start that chapter out giving an example of um, the greatest uh, world champion race car driver. Uh, You know, he's won in all the different um, styles of racing, Formula One and IndyCar and NASCAR and uh, Mario Andretti. And they asked him uh, in an interview, you know, what's the number one tip to, 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 to be a successful race car driver? And he said, don't look at the, don't look at the wall. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know why he said it? <laughs> yeah. Like where attention goes, energy flows. So, you know, um, it is, uh, it is so true to focus on what you want to see more of. And it's so easy. You know, I, I shared this story earlier about, um, I shared the story earlier about, um, you know, my, my own uh, journey starting out with my, my company where I was on my friend's couch and I could have focused on that and like, oh, I'm by societal standards, I'm a loser and, uh, you know, look, at, I have no abundance in my life currently. And, you know, all of the external circumstances in our life 
they're really a reflection of past vibrational offerings, right? So what I was experiencing then was a culmination of my vibration up to that point. But that doesn't define me. It's like, it's almost like looking into the past a little bit, your current experiences. So what we need to train ourselves to do is focus on the core of who and what we are and not these reflections that are you know, in, in the third dimension, there's a lag. And I think that's what confuses people. If every time I made a move, I instantly got the karma for it or their energetic repercussions, I started to connect to the dots more easily. But when there's, you know, a lag, you don't, it's harder. It's like, you know, punishing your child a week after they did something, you know? And I think that throws us off sometimes. Um, and so, you know, what we need to learn to do is focus on what we want to want to see more of uh, and in the part of ourselves that we're calling in and sort of train ourselves to ignore the things that we don't want to see more of. And, and when I say ignore, I mean, it, it, there's a necessary point of acknowledging something and then shifting your focus, right? It's like Mother Teresa, they asked her in, uh, during the Vietnam War, to, they were doing a huge march and they wanted her to be a big part of it. And they asked her, would you come and march against the war in Vietnam? And she said, I'll never do that, but have a march for peace and I'll be there. Because she understood how important it was to focus on what you want to see more of. Which is so, so true. Okay, let's go to the next chapter, which is chapter four, align your intentions. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, it, it, it basically, you know, what I share there is how whatever you're putting out is going to come back to you. And understanding that, you know, I talk about in the book quite a bit, this idea that as we come into the next phase of our, of our growth and consciousness as humans, um, we're, we're entering a new ch- chapter where I, I like to talk about us coming out of the COVID chrysalis, right? We're, we're, we're exiting the caterpillar stage of humanity and emerging into the butterfly stage of humanity. And in this new world where, you know, more than ever, our intentions are, are everything, you know? So what are you focused on? What, what is the intention of what you're doing and why are you doing it? If you want to know the, the, you know, the results of anything that you do, um, my brother uh, had an experience and I share in the book where, you know, he had a dream, a very lucid dream with my deceased grandmother and he decided to ask her to take his airtime with her in that dream to Oracle. Hey, at the time we were in a band, this is many years ago, what's going to happen with the band? It was so important to us at that point to make it somewhere. And she said, you're going to get out of it exactly what you put into it. And that always stuck with me. It's like, you know, what is the intention of what you're doing? Because that is going to be reflected in the results. So once you start uh, understanding this, you know, aligning your intentions and then understanding there's even a greater intention of source, right? And how do you align, which involves ser- service in some way, because you're always serving self. You're right. right now, you know, we're doing this and it's benefiting others. That's always going to be, you know, Gandhi said, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others. I believe that holds true because there are no others. So learn to align your intentions, focus on what you want to see more of. You can acknowledge something you don't want anymore. And that's great. Oh, I've acknowledged it. Now I'm going to give it no more energy on to what I want to, and I think that's a big one in our world today as people rally against injustice and all those things. It's a, it's a slippery slope because we're creators where attention goes, energy flows. We create with our, we, we buy what we pay attention to. 
Right. But if you focus on what you, if you, if you stay what you don't want, but focus on what you do want on the, as a duality, then that way, you know, you know what you don't want. And now you can push that aside and just take all your energy and put it forward. Exactly. We need to hang on for a break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Do you find that your journey to loving yourself is taking a fucking long time? Here's your shortcut. Read Marla Goldberg's book, My Fucking Long Journey to Loving Myself, a guide to a shorter path to learn to live a more self-loving life. Order on Amazon or MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. Have you ever wanted to scream, but you couldn't because of all the people who might hear you? Now, we have your answer. The original Scream Pillow. It can be used at work, the bathroom, in the closet, or anywhere you want to scream and not have everyone know what you're screaming about. Order yours today at MarlaGoldberg.com. That's Marla, G-O-L-D-B-E-R-R-G.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. If you're just tuning in, I'm with Brian Beecham. Brian is a podcaster, entrepreneur, philosopher, truth speaker, and author of The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. So here's the picture. If you're on, if you're streaming with me on Facebook, you can see the cover. Uh, Brilliant book, having a great conversation. Check out Brandon at positivehead.com to, to, uh, you'll get information about his website. You can check out optimistic, O-P-T-I-M-Y-S-T-I-C.tv, which is his spiritual centric late night style variety show. And you can check out his book and receive a gift at goldenkey.gift. So welcome back, Brandon. Yeah, thank you. And and I'll just add for that gift as the audio and or ebook, uh, you would use the code guided uh, to be able to get that as a gift. Perfect. Thank you so much. So it's charity shout out time. And we're talking about ironically charitywater.org. Let's talk mm. about what charity water does, how it helps and mm-hmm. why you're so passionate about it and where they need yeah. help. You know what I love about charity water? A um, couple things. One, I love what they're doing. And there's so many charities out there that are um, great and necessary. But what is more fundamentally necessary than water? One in almost 10 people 
in the world don't have access to clean water. Um, 780 some million people. I mean, it's double the size of the U.S. Can you imagine? And no wonder they're getting yeah. sick and, you know, having so many health issues and, and just that base level necessity um, is not being met. And so what's great about Charity Water is what they're doing, digging wells around the world, but also 100% of the proceeds that go to Charity Water that you donate to Charity Water actually go towards building those wells. They raise money for their administration and people who run the organization separately. So oh, nice. that's, that's handled elsewhere. So when you give your dollar, the whole dollar goes towards putting in wells. And uh, I love that. I like that too. That's really nice. I want to look into that. Thank you for sharing that. So we were on chapter four of your book. I'm coming back to that because I really want to get through the keys. Mm-hmm. And so now the fifth key, BBB. BBB. So B-B-B. as you mentioned earlier, I just, you know, I, I'm, I love, I'm a nerd for plays on words. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it gets even more absurd when you start looking at how the universe, I believe, you know, think about it. I think about it like this. Like if I, my higher self, you know, it, it's like Russian dolls who and what we are. You know, I'm playing the role of uh, the, the avatar Brandon and you, Marla, at this moment. But then that's part of, and, and many intuitive people, you know, talk about this idea of an oversoul. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Brandon is part of an, an oversoul that is a bunch of souls. And then that's nested within a bigger, you know, context. And ultimately, it's all one, right? Yes. And so when you think about your higher self, the more expanded version of yourself, first off, we're down here playing checkers and it's playing chess. It's seeing the board in a way that you just can't. And that's why it's so important to have expectations and so forth with a healthy sense of detachment, because you can go into a certain, you know, a lot of people say expectation is the enemy. I say, no, that expectation is great, but with a healthy sense of detachment, because there's things you can't see or know, and it's always this or something better. And that really helps me as I try, you know, it's cool when I set the intention to go a certain direction and it unfolds like I want, but more often than not, it unfolds differently. And if I trust that process, and I'm actually getting a little ahead of myself with the next key. But um, uh, so, to, so to back up, you know, for, for the BBB part, um, it, it was just the fifth key. I, you know, I, I loved seeing the, um, not only these plays on words and how this stuff is kind of hiding in plain sight, you know, universe, one song, you know. Um, right. And so it's also encoded in our, our name, in names sometimes. I, I, I kind of lightheartedly point out like the former investment advisor, Bernie Madoff. He burned everyone and made off with their money, billions of dollars, you know, greatest, largest Ponzi scheme in history. Yeah. Or Anthony Weiner, the congressman who fell from grace from exposing himself, uh, you know, exposing it's like his wiener. <laughs> yeah, it's, just so, it's kind of funny, right? So I started examining, you know, my own name and what's, what's hiding there. Well, my last name is Beecham. Oh, I could break that down to be a chum, you know, be a friend for the world, you know, which I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm achieving in some way, but my initials are BBB. And it's like, if you ask my father, you know, when I was young uh, about holding me, you know, he used to, he's told me many times, he goes, man, when you were a little, you two years, three years old, I'd try and put you on my lap and you would squirm to get away because you had things to do, places to go, people to see, you were busy, busy, busy. And that's been me. I've always been very energized and a lot of motivation and 
And yet, you know, all of the signs point to, and as you study these, these, these perspectives on the ultimate nature of reality, the present is the gift. That's where all the good stuff is. That's where, you know, that's where, you know, we are always in, in a now moment, right? And so yes. when I'm projecting into the future or reminiscing about the past, it creates, you know, depression or anxiety a lot of times, right? One or the two, yeah. depending which direction you're focused. Meanwhile, all of the power is in the now, which is why you have some of the greatest spiritual bestsellers of all time, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle um, or Ram Dass, Be Here Now, because that strikes such a chord with each of us. This idea like, hold on, in this now moment, if I'm fully present, all the gifts are here. This moment is as, is as divine as any other moment ever has been, could be, or will be. My job is to find it and to be present to receive it and to not miss the messaging that's in it for me, what it's showing me about myself. And it's all a feedback loop reflecting me back to me. And if I'm too focused in the future or too lost in the past, which by the way, the past isn't quite like you remember it. You know, the future will never, never come exactly like you imagine. So you're kind of like playing with smoke and mirrors. Meanwhile, at the expense of the present, the gift that is now. And that's really what that, that chapter is all about and why I think I gave myself the initials BBB uh, playfully. <laughs> well, and it's also that part where you were talking about, uh, what is it? Be do, be do. Mm, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, and, but it's really, wait, it's, okay. I can, I'm, I'm, I can, I can explain it. Thank you. you. Like. Please, please. Yeah, yeah. So most people are doing something like work in order to have something like money, in order to be something like happy right? Do have yeah. be. That's the way the world primarily is operating. As if there's an out there. There is no out there out there. It's reflecting you back to you. So once you get that, you really flip that on its head. You be something like happy and you find yourself doing and having things that are a reflection of that happiness. So I always say we have all varied life paths here, uh, you know, all of us, but we all have the same number one job if we want to create the most uh, abundant life possible for ourselves and, and fulfilling life possible, uh, greatest and grandest version of ourselves. And that is to manage our vibration because that is everything is coming from that. That which yes. is like unto itself is drawn. Water finds its own level. So what are you being? That's remember how I said earlier, today is a, is a lag of a past vibrational offering. So what yes. do you want to see tomorrow? Well, what are you being today? And so once you start realizing that, it's also very empowering because a lot of times people feel disempowered by, by their circumstances. When yes. the universe can miraculously create um, and call things and you could never see coming from angles and ways you just could not have fathomed that. Are, I had a friend the other day who was really, he was on, I've seen many people and I've had these moments myself where he was just in a heightened state of excitement and remembering uh, who and what he is. And so he was just kind of on one, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, just in awe of his reality and creation. And so he was in that state, which creates a field vibrationally around him. And, and, and so he goes to the grocery store and he's so high vibration that they're kind of in awe of him at the counter and like, oh my gosh, who is this? And they, they just, um, they forget to ring up his groceries. 
And so he then realizes this when he's leaving, he goes back in and says, hey, you guys, we were so excited here. You know, everyone was being affected by the field he was emitting that you forgot to charge me. And I'm, I want to be honest. I can only, uh, you know, being honest is the only answer. Once you understand, you're always doing it to yourself and you'll feel the energetic repercussions of any decision. So um, I want to pay for these groceries. Well, then they were in all of that. You, you came back to get, oh my, here, take more, take more. So he's cr- unlocking abundance with his vibration, right? And, yep. and, and start looking at, you know, how, how this works. It's so empowering because you don't, there isn't, moving things around out there isn't the answer to getting to where you want to go. Moving things around within you is the answer to getting where you want to go. And yes. out there will reflect that. That is so true. Brendan, thank you so much for your time. I can't believe the time is up. Um, I want to thank you. I want to remember, remind everybody, please check out goldenkey.gift to get your either book or ebook. And the code is guided yep. so that you can receive that. Check out Brandon at positivehead.com and optimistic and mystic is M-Y-S-T-I-C dot TV. Thank you again. I want to thank everybody at Voice America for all you do to help me get the show on. And and you do such a fabulous job. Thank you. I want to thank Bridget. Right hand, left hand. Don't know what I'll do without you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mostly, I want to thank you, the listening audience, for taking time out of your day, out of your life to be a part of this show. Because whether you're watching it live or as a replay, you're still a part of it and you're still receiving the energetic gifts that we're trying to give you for the show. Um, I want to ask you to check out my website, Marla Goldberg with two R's.com. Check out what I do, how I help, and how I can work with you. In addition, I'm going to leave you with a quick question. Who's more important, Gandhi's grandmother or Gandhi? That's a question that Brandon shared with me. And so I want to share it with you. And until the next time, as always, I send you love. I send you blessings and I send you gratitude. Stay well, stay happy, be grateful, and I love you. Take care.